Don't worry about it, Hoggy. Stop trying to be so technical, man. You're not technical, especially with that Fonz haircut that you've got going on today. How's it now, Shake? Are you speaking? Speaking now, mate. Speaking about your haircut that I keep kind of getting my head around right now. <laughs> Skinhead going on that's going back, it's a bit of a microphone right now. But <laughs> I mean, I remember you as having that surfer's lovely blonde locks, but that is horrendous, man. That's just a that's fun for happy days. You can't even see your fade because it's just <laughs> straight back. <laughs> for those of you that can't see him right now, trust me, they're having a mare right now. The big lad, what are you talking about? My hair for looks like Liam's had Aberdeen City Council gardeners around to do his barnet. How's that fringe? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, mine's just bad. To be fair, I'm not that acquainted with Liam yet, so I didn't want to really say it. <laughs> it's not the best, Liam. Not the best. Boris, if you're listening, mate, open the barbers, please. <laughs> open the barbers. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that then. Liam, we're getting started. We had last week's best of the rest from the West, this week's last but not least from the East. We tried to get someone half decent, but uh, we're stuck with Shaky. Shaky, how are you, mate? Listen. Backed by popular demand, it seems to be. You know, you would have been going downhill if you'd have got rid of me after the first podcast. So I'm just here to give the viewers what they want and give a good uh, Ouija representation on the East Coast Dobbers. <laughs> Shaky, uh, how's it been? Have you been stopped in the street and asked for selfies and folk standing at the end of your drive? There's been a bit of that going on. Thankfully, we're in lockdown, so they can't get too close. But who knows where this is all going to go. I mean, I might need to start closing the blinds. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. But, you know, so far, so good. I think it's I think it's really good that people have taken a liking to what we're trying to do and not be a typical Cricket Scotland bore fest. I wasn't sure if you'd come back on, Shaky, because you were fairly hanging out the back of big Graham McLaren on Twitter. So you were. Oh, I says the guy that was hanging out the back of... <laughs> hanging literally out the back of Gregor Preston Jones. My God. Yeah, we both had a bit of a we both had a bit of a, a love towards two different people, but you you were loving Gregor, and I was uh, totally forgot about McLaren. That makes it even worse. I mean, at least you at least you remember Gregor. <laughs> Have we worked out if he's a keeper yet? He's definitely not a keeper. <laughs> he's not a number five either, but he might be now. <laughs> oh, hang on a second, just before we go any further, Josh Shadjid has never scored a hundred against Forfarshire. I didn't try to tell you that. I said I don't think it'll be Josh. No, it was definitely Mr. Shake. I'm telling you, it was big Josh. Big. I know who I'm talking about. I know who I'm talking about Josh Shadjid. <laughs> I'll take that one. I'm sorry. I knew as soon as we finished recording. No, you'd be wrong, Augie. Maybe his name wasn't Josh. But I didn't. I didn't realise they had another brother. <laughs> Is it Kess Shaky? Did you play for Pollock? Kess. Aye. Seth. Josh and the legend that is their father, Salim Sajid. Ah, that's it. It's a big ball. Big mix. We need to get on the wrong side of having a dark night. I tell you that much. <laughs> right, East Eleven boys. Same format as was the West. No Scots caps and no overseas of the last fifteen years. I'm just going to put out there, my knowledge on the last five or six years is non-existent. So my team, I'm basing it probably from about seven to 15 years. So it might be that you're going to have, you're probably going to have some names that you're going to need to educate me on a little bit. I don't want to be as ignorant as Hoggy and just name people that I don't randomly know. <laughs> so you you have more than seven names written on the back of a fag packet then, Shaky, yeah? Mate, I've got a full team. <laughs> Perfect. Right, go on and shaky starts off. Let's see uh, who's number one, who's coming out to open the bar. Number one is one of your local boys I've gone for. I'm a big fan of our Cricket Club, but I've gone for Ross McLean. Ooh, 
Scots McLean. Played a bit up against him, Shaky? Played a bit against a couple not not like not loads, but every time I have played against him he's he's scored runs. A handy cricketer man, plays plays pretty nicely all round the wicket, quite solid. Played against him when I was at Kelburn more so couple of times at our broth and at home because we got our horse by our broth twice in the Scottish Cup. Good player. Bowls some just darty off spin as well that's, you know, nothing to write home about, but, uh, you know, I quite quite like him. So he's my number one. It's not the best, to be fair, but he can he can do a job. I can understand why you've picked him because if you've not seen a lot of him, I know I think he's a brilliant player, but if you've not seen a lot of him, he does really look like a classy player, doesn't he? Like he just has to hit that one shot and you think, yeah, he's a serious player. Plays well, like square the wicket on the offside. He had a go at the A-team stuff. I mean, has he played any A-team stuff? He went to a World Cup, under-19 World Cup, I think, but I, I don't know if he's played any mm-hmm. A-team stuff. I thought, did, did he not play some down in Yorkshire in like a development side maybe th- four or five years ago? That rings a bell. Not good enough to make it into the A-team, so they play in the development squad. I, I have to agree, to be honest. The old development 11, what is that? Anyone in their granny can play in that team. I'll take a game if one's going. <laughs> Hoggy, who you got me? Who's your number one? I've actually gone for a pair of openers, just because I think they would look so good together, complement each other so well. Like Even just the way they like carry themselves, you can just imagine them like plodding out to the square, like dragging their bats like they don't even want to be there. Probably untucked shirts. Um, and both how they score the runs, they like to sort of get after it but they're not like not like sloggers do you know what I mean try to think of one he would play like a daft shot you know they'd score 100 through the covers do you know what I mean like they're both nice players to watch but um, there's not many things I dislike more than a grown man bowling like 65 mile an hour seamers and try to bowl really fast do you know what I mean like I know I picked Jamie Carruthers last week son of Gilchrist remember the boy Gilchrist that played at West of Scotland horrible to face if you were a left hander he was but there isn't much more that I like, dislike but WWE wrestling is up there I just kind of get my head around it do you know what I mean like it's just non-entertainment but these two opening batters they wouldn't look out of place in a ring so if you just picture Michael Carson from Watsonians and Chris Vensky of Aberdeenshire walking out to bat in like a in a waistcoat that won't close and a pair of like spandex budgie smugglers they're made for each other to open the baton or be a tag team duo or something like that do you know what I mean I know, both, I know exactly what you're talking about. Both big boys, man. Both hit a, yeah. hit a hard, hit it hit hit hard, and yeah, I can see what you mean. Not the not the neatest of, of pairings, but yeah, they could form a WWE tag team. They'd probably go alright. I think if they were both a bit slimmer, not that you can't play international cricket when you're when you're a heavy lad, but Vensky especially, like he's quality. Ah, same with Carson. I think I think they're both class batters. They would definitely be worthy of a spot in an A team, like consistently. I think you played much against Chris Vensky. Fair. Shaky. Once Kelburn a couple of years ago, Scottish Cup tie up there. Didn't get any. Ah, uh, did he not? But I've heard that he's when he gets going, he's a he hits a serious ball. Um, does he not bowl a bit at medium pace as well? Ah, uh, did he start about it in his leg spin? Aye. Don't get hoggy started on Vensky Bowen. <laughs> it's, it's a touch he's not getting. Right, okay. Well, I can't comment too much and say that I've, I've heard he's a good I've heard he's a good player. Yeah. Do you know with those two, you get the feel when you see them, they're better both of bad breath. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to be fair, I've got Carson as one of my openers. But my number one was a fourth absolute legend, Graham Garden. I've got Howie Garden in there. Graham Garden. Who scored, Graham to be fair, who scored a ridiculous amount of runs in that top league. He's got 
three and a half thousand runs at just over 33 innings. It's steady over that length of time. And that age, he's 51. That, that is impressive. I've played against, played against him quite a few times over the years and you can't really... Look, we were talking about longevity last week. Can't argue with how he's... Longevity deserves, deserves credit. So I like your selection. I like my selection as well, but I do think I'm happy to... I'm happy to be a lot more laid back today and not fight my corner as much. No, you know, the fact that I'm not an East, East guy. So I do have Ross McLean. I'll, I'll put the other name out there. I'm loving our broth. I was I almost picked someday, but then I realised he'd actually been capped. And the reason I realised he'd been capped is because I was meant to be on that tour to the Caribbean and Peter Drennan picked him from the nets in the winter because he thought he looked class. And I was meant, I was in South Africa slogging my guts out, fit as anything, ready to go. And I got caught, given the call that Dreno had opted to pick Darren Spink and taking him out to the Caribbean. So he was about to get picked and then the story just came back into my head that that guy cost me going to the Caribbean. And the other thing is, I absolutely love Spinky. He's a great lad, so there's no hard feelings. But yeah, I rem- that's how I remember him well. He was a class player, but obviously he's been capped. The only other player I was going to bring into the hat was Ian Brand. Yeah, Brando. He was destructive, wasn't he? A little tiny, just a smash it. Yeah, he could hit it. We tyke could hit the ball, that guy. Brando stopped too early. He did stop early. He did stop early. He went from Stonywood to Aberdeenshire for a few seasons. But I remember him back to when he was under 13. He just appeared out of nowhere. He derived from Zimbabwe, came to the districts. He got straight into the Scotland junior team. We went away on tour and I've got a yeah, serious kicker and athlete in the field. Bold about a medium pace that got worse over over the years but yeah he could he could bat but look I'm definitely going to back Liam I want I'd like to have Graham Garden I'd like to have him in the team and then you can pick whoever you want out of the other names I do like Ross McLean as well he's a good player Hog would you not have a Garden and Carson and maybe use Vensky for the bounce yeah I'd go with that although how he looks like Jim Spence's twin sister doesn't he <laughs> I don't know if we can put him in at the top of the order. I might need to hide him down there a wee bit. Oh, so he works shifts. He'll be coming off a night shift sometime. <laughs> he might struggle, actually, going out first up. So, well, let's pick number one first. So, who do you boys fancy is number one? I'm happy with... We've gone Carson. I'd like that. I take it Carson's a bit of a dash. If he gets going, he yeah, hits it straight, hits it hard. So, Graham, Graham plays the Stuart Murray role and Carson plays the more vessel. Right, that's that's a good opening partnership. I like it, I like it. Do you want some stats on Carson? I'm loving my numbers. I love my number three. If you've got stats on Carson, then give us some. Yes. Don't say 120 kilos. <laughs> <laughs> average, average in 2016 with 50. In 2017, he averaged 40. 2018, he averaged 42. Although last year, he did dip to below 30, but yeah. Bloody hell, that's good going, man. 50. Aye, steady, isn't it? Any batsman that can average 50 in Scotland is doing well, can, can seriously play. 632 runs in the league in 2018 alone. He was very good in the Impressive. district as well that year, I remember the regionals. But he's, he's a good player, he played MCCU for Oxford or Cambridge, one of the two, so he is a good player, I like him. I've never played against him, but I've, I've heard his name that he's been doing, he's been doing well in the regional stuff and scores a lot of runs, but I've also seen a picture of him and I can see where you're coming from with the, the weight card. But listen, Darren Lehman. That's what you say, Mark Cosgrove, remember him? Rana Tunga. <laughs> oh yeah, Arjuna. Let's not go with the, the fat cricketers because we might be next, Liam. I was going to say, <laughs> Elsweeney and Parker, stretching XL. Right, lads, we've picked our top two, so now we need our most important bat at three. Who we got, Shaky? Start us off, mate. Oh, I love my number three. I really must have a real thing with our Bros Cricket Club. My number three is one of the Burnets, the Fraser Burnett. He's a proper player. Um, kind of similar to what you were saying about Michael English. I think um, Fraser is very unlucky to have not played a lot more. To be honest, when I look back now, when I was captain of the A-team, when we were playing all the games, when we were playing the championship stuff down south, Hoggy, 
I don't know why he didn't come into the mix back then. Because I mean, how old is Fraser Burnett? He's only a couple. He'll only be what 30, 31, 32? Yeah, he's two years older than me. Right, so two years older than you. So he's only three years younger than me. So he was definitely scoring runs back then. Um, I've always got the impression that Burnett's just aren't liked, and I don't, I don't know why. Because I'm, I'll talk about the other brother while I'm at it, Calvin. If, if you ask me, Calvin should have played for Scotland more. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Cheeky little shit, always yapping, always in your face. But like, I, I, I don't have, I don't have any problem with that. If you back it up, a bit like I'm coming out of the Conor McGregor chat here. Because guess what? I back it up. <laughs> but Calvin Burnett. You know, whenever I, I remember coming out, first time I played against him, and he was just bold, first couple of balls, right, and he's follow, he's got the biggest follow-through in the history of yeah. Calvin Burnett, he's like right up in front of my face, and I'm thinking, you know, at first I'm thinking, who does this guy think he is, you know, he's not he's not all that, should be getting after him, but he, 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 he'll, he'll just run in a ball, you're a bouncer, look to York you, floor ball, fit everything, and he's a serious batter as well, he'll go out when you think, when you're down and out, and he'll just, he'll just get you a 40, and win you a game out of nowhere, and I actually think it would be interesting to pull his stats up for Scotland because he wasn't doing half bad when I think he, he kind of fit. I reckon he averaged about 40-odd with a bat in the CB40 one year. He came in at the end of about three or four games in a row and made 20, 30 not out. And I'm pretty sure he finished one of the like one of the better averages in the competition. He only played maybe six or seven games, but he just came in and I was, he was brilliant. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, listen, I, I put my heartfelt condolences to him because I mean I feel the pain. I feel I feel his pain being a guy that scored back to back hundreds from a country and then didn't even get to play in the I Cup final. I feel I feel his pain. Um, you know, sometimes you just got to wonder. What's going on? And, and I think me and Calvin are probably quite similar. That if somebody had something to say to us, we'd quite often have something to say back. Aye. And that maybe just didn't fit what I call the, the yes man era of Scottish cricket, where if you weren't there in your shirt and tie and you didn't turn up at six thirty in the morning and you didn't, you know, didn't tick all the boxes, then you weren't you shouldn't really be playing in the team. And I just think that's nonsense. And for anybody that thinks like that, I think you should just go and watch The Last Dance on Netflix and watch a bit of uh, Phil Jackson coaching um, Dennis Rodman, and it says everything you need to know. Fair shout, mate. Fair shout. Can I just correct you at the very start there, Shaky? You said Fraser Burnett of Arbroath. He's actually moved on. He's, he's now a Carlton player. Oh! Yeah, he's, he was there last year. He's now a midweek cricketer. He only plays 2020s. See, that shows how, that shows how out of touch I am. With, he's got, what, what's going on there? A Burnett leaving Arbroath? Bloody hell. He lives in Edinburgh now, so it's an easier commute, isn't it, to Grange Lawn? Even still, even still, I would have thought he would have, I would have thought he would have just jumped in the car and still went and played. The, the Burnets are like, uh, they're like the club, aren't they, Arbroath? Yeah, they do everything up there, yeah. Hog, who's your three, mate? You got Fraser as well, huh? I've got another, well, I've got a former Arbroath player. I've got him down as a Forfisher player, formerly at Dundee High School. But I've got Brendan Ford as my number three. Ooh. I think he was five or six years too old when he was in his peak in Scotland, but he, he could have played for Scotland, no bother. Because he would have qualified because he'd been here for so long. But I don't know if you played against him much, Shaky. But... No, no, I've heard the name. I've heard the name, but I, I can't comment. But I feel very passionate about Fraser Burnett. Is, is Fraser Burnett, you sure he's not left Arbroath because you went back? Do you know what? Are you still mates? No, F- Fraser was one who took it fairly personally when I decided to go to Forfs, but uh, nah, I can imagine. Not, I've not got a problem with Fraz. I've got a problem with his batting, though, because he comes out and kicks it for 15 overs before he plays a shot. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a big front pad, that lad. Apart from when you swing it around his front pad and hit it halfway up middle. Remember that game, Liam? Indeed. Here, let, right, let, let, me, 
let me get a little voice of reasoning here. I, I have I have Fraz in at three, and I've got him versus and a, a straight up versus Venske as to who I would choose. Um, Fraser's got quite a weight of runs, but it tends to have come in the youth of his career around about 2008, 2012. That kind of four year period is good, and then in the last kind of five years, he's not really featured as much with the bat. Um, but he does have a Scottish Cup final hundred, and there is not many folk that have them. So fair play to Fraz. Um, Apparently, that was an unbelievable knock as well. Brendan Ford's good shooting. Brendan Ford played a lot of cricket down in uh, for South North in Newcastle and he won like every trophy going down there they won at Lords and won all sorts so he is a classy class player and I didn't actually listen I'm going to fight I'm going to fight this one if Hoggy gets to have Gregor Preston Jones at five <laughs> I'm having Fraser Burnett at three and it's as simple as that yeah, I couldn't argue with I couldn't argue with Fraser being at three. He's in my team, but he's just not at three. Yeah, I'll put him in at three then. He might get a nosebleed. I know he's I know he likes to hide at five. Do you remember that game as well, Liam? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were inviting him out to bat. He was he must have lost his pads or something. Oh really? He was hiding. That was when we rolled we rolled him for fifty. Were you bowling? You stopped bowling by then? Yeah, I was I was bowling, yeah. Well his tail was up that day. Okay, so uh, so we've got Carson, Garden and Burnett so far. Number four. Yep. <laughs> Steady batting lineup, that lads. Who's four? So you got. Uh, let's start with Hoggy this time. Go on, Hog. Give us your four. I did have this guy up against Fraser for four. This guy's really quality. Like he's a really classy player. Looks looks really good. Good on the short ball. If there was still eye cup stuff and multi-day like Lions games he definitely would have got a chance for sure especially because he plays for Grange so you know what they're like that's what I found so hard about picking this team everyone that played at Grange has got a cap for Scotland yeah it's so difficult yeah. so this guy he must have upset a tea lady at Stag Park I think they call it <laughs> <laughs> Nick Farrer there you go Shaky. I've got Farrer as well I messaged I'll put my hands up and say that I forgot his name but I remember he played at Sterling mm-hmm. and then moved to moved to Grange and I'd messaged Hoggy about an hour ago an hour before the podcast saying who's this guy he played at Sterling and he moved to Grange really good player he refused to give me the name and said that I know who you're talking about and I've got him on my team but I I pulled at his heartstrings and he gave me the name and yeah, Nick, Nick Farrer I thought I think you've, you've said everything that needs to be said I think from when I played against him strikes me as a guy that's got a lot of time looks really chilled out in the crease yeah. nice and relaxed yeah. doesn't, doesn't look stressed out at all which would suit the longer format uh, batting four day games and things like that so it's unfortunate that probably not going to get that opportunity now that we're we're not really partaking in anything like that. It would be nice if Scotland got test status, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. Um, and he's probably going to struggle to get into the one-day team with the amount of talent that's kind of in that middle order at the moment. But yes, he definitely gets he definitely gets in this team and he bats up. I agree, he bats at four. I've got written down as well, another terrible part-time seamer. Oh, I was just going to ask, Hoggy, what do you reckon it was bowling? <laughs> it's like he's running in on stilts. <laughs> Nah, he's a good player. I liked him for years. He did play under-19s. I think he went to an under-19 World Cup. Yeah, nice guy as well. Spot, a really nice guy. Yeah, he seems like a nice, seems like a nice lad. Just kind of seems like a nice lad. Must do all right with the ladies. Good to say, good to say, didn't want to. Uh, <laughs> he, must, he must do all right for himself. Do all on Tinder, that lad. I reckon his clobber might scare him away. I think he's one of the uh, the old coloured Chino gang. Oh, no. All oh, right, OK. He's got the same pair of... He's wearing his dad's boat shoes from 10 years ago. <laughs> I can imagine him being at a St Andrews. St Andrews uh, Uni a bit kind of night out Chino's on and you know talking to Sandra <laughs> and Arlene or something like that I bet he's not scared to pull on the egg and bacon and turn out for the MCC boys absolutely not absolutely not definitely <laughs> <laughs> see, see uh, you should ask Scott Cameron if he likes playing the short ball remember that day Scott tried to bump him and he just kept getting pulled everywhere 
Anyway, I, I, I'll, I will more than happily have Mick Ferrara and my team at four. I want to chuck in a golden oldie, a guy who was a classy bat, and if he'd moved, I think if he'd moved club, it might have been different for him. And it's a guy called Robbie Birrell. I don't know if you guys will know that name. Robbie Birrell, who played at Fruki. Uh, I was going through the stats, and he's someone who always featured prominently, and his stats were always high up, 528 at 38, 724 at 40, 476 at 30 odds. So, yeah, just a, just a shout. Uh, hopefully he hears it but um, yeah we'll, we'll have Nick Farrar at four for me I would imagine club would probably have had something to do with that um, yeah I mean don't get me wrong there were players that have come through and played for Scotland like Scott Gurley he was a player yes uh, who, 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 was a, who was a very very good player and came through and you know played for Scotland coming out of rookie but in recent times it does seem that the favouritism very much sits at Stag Park <laughs> I've always wondered how Neil McCallum fits in at Stag Park. I've never really got my head around it. Or Gouds. He must hate the chat. Or Gouds. No, Gouds has kind of turned a bit. He has turned, yeah. He, he, he has. He's changed. He's not so... Mm. He's not, he's, 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 I preferred, him, I preferred you Gouds when you are at Stonywood Dice. Dots his eyes and crosses his T's now, Gouds, doesn't he? <laughs> I bet Gouds has got a good pair of like pastry boat shoes and like a kind of mauve-coloured pair of chinos in the, the, the Saturday closet that come out with a pair of brown belt and his... The stag polo shirt. He'll bring him in a suit carrier as well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> An initial suit carrier. <laughs> so Nick, Nick's, up, Nick's our boy at four. I think that's a good pick, lads, yeah. Yep. Nick from the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah, not partial at a bottle of hair there. Do you want to start five then, Hog? Go for it. I've gone for someone who I don't think he's ever really been close to getting a call-up to an A-team, but he's had a few half-decent seasons. He's one of those players where he doesn't look particularly nice, but he's very effective. Like, he looks like that person who's just been given a cricket bat, never played cricket before, and asked to stand next to the stumps for a picture. Just how he stands. (laughs) You know, like, top hand really close to the top of the handle, bottom hand, like, choking down on the bottom. (laughs) Standing away from the stump, but he bats really well. It's Andy Chalmers from What's Owning. Is he in your team? He's not, but I did I did think about Andy Chalmers and how many times has he got runs for Watsons against us? He used to always get you 30 and 40 all the time. Smart is it as well. Do you want my number five? Yeah. Yes, you can go for a minute. So my number five is a is a legend. He's a for many reasons. Probably the best thing about this guy is his chat. He's got fantastic chat. He comes from uh, more my era. He's a Heriot's boy. Oh. I think good cricketer and you know what I hope I don't screw this up because I'm, I'm now thinking has he been capped but I, I, didn't, I don't know if he has or hasn't but the name I'm going to put out there is Kevin McLaren has he been capped? No shaky I've got him as my five as well Mate me and you should just we, we, we understand cricket mate we just get it Get Hoggy off the show Kevin McLaren I know but Hoggy Josh Sajid got 100 <laughs> Gregor Preston Jones a wicketkeeper batsman <laughs> I think Josh Sad got more hundreds than Kev McLaren. I don't think so. <laughs> Kev McLaren played over in the West at one point, Shaky. Did he play at Greenock? Yeah. He did play at Greenock, yeah, he did, you're right. He had a, he had a stint uh, to go and bat at that lovely wicket at Glen Park. He used to travel quite a distance to, to hit some balls down there. He just loved it. Every time I seen him, he would just say, mate, I just love the ground down here, Shaky. I love the ground, like. Um, 
Uh, but Kevin McLaren, great lad, great player. Um, I just liked the way he played, knew his game, and we just find ways to score runs. I think I remember him in particular getting a 70 at, um, at Clydesdale once when we were we had Jasser Arafat. We won the game, but he played a really good knock, and I played a bit of district stuff with him as well, and he's just he's a handy, he can play spin quite well. No, a good, good player, and I like him. I like him at five. I think he complements the top four as well. I think he'd be somebody handy coming in to bat with these guys. Yeah, similar thoughts, mate. If you look at if you look at from the the stats side as well, Shaky, he's there. He's there throughout the whole kind of period, more or less, other than the last couple of years. And he's all he always features where you want a five. He does have high scores. Is he still playing? That's what. Is he still playing? He would have. I think the last time we would have played him in Hogwarts would be in twenty seventeen, maybe. Would he be still been playing then at Heretz? Yeah, maybe around about that time. I've played against him a few times. And he does. You don't seem. You don't seem too keen on our selection. You. You're looking a bit, you're looking a bit dry faced about it. Do you not like our selection? He's never scored any runs when I've played against him, but I, he was one name that I did see regularly throughout. You know, he was, mm-hmm. he was always there, either for Greenock or for Harriet. So he is, a, he is a good lad. To be fair, dog, maybe a bit like Andy Chalmers in that kind of same respect as what you're saying, kind of useful, but. Not always the most classic. He looks a lot better than Andy Chalmers at the crease. Okay. But if you were to tell, if if you were to send someone in with twenty five overs to go, say get me ninety not out, send Andy Chalmers in. Ooh, fair. But you boys suit a one, so Kev McLaren's in. I'm happy with that. He fits the he fits the bracket for me as a as a five. Happy with that, shaky. So the next position. I'm happy with that. The next position. I'm just going to put it out there early doors, lads. I've got no number six. Ooh. Just I've got a team. I've got no number six. I just I didn't want to just put a name out there just for the sake of it. Everything else has got logic behind it. Um, so this is going to be down for you boys to discuss, and I'll just see what you come up with. But I just couldn't have come up with a number six. So my keeper is a my keeper's a golden oldie again, and it's Harriet's again, and it's a guy called Gavin McIntyre. Don't know if that rings any bells for you guys. Yeah, I know Gav. A lot against Gav. A good, uh, good gloveman and consistently kind of averages twenty five to thirty five from kind of seasons 05 to 09, and then towards 10, 11, 12, he kind of features a bit less. But I spoke to a few golden oldies, and uh, a couple of them said Gavin McIntyre was a was a class keeper. He was a bit unlucky not to get in there behind Smith, maybe. It came through in an era where Colin Smith was pretty much owning the gloves, and then the, bigger, the other problem was when Colin Smith was injured, you had Dougie Lockhart that could step in and keep as well. So I think a lot of keepers probably missed out and getting a chance around that kind of period of time. Fair. I had another golden oldie behind the stumps as well, but he's not played at a really high level for a good few years. Probably played 2005 to about 2008, 9 maybe for, for fourths. Pete Drummond, he has kept playing and he's kept playing for Meagle in the Strathmore Union Prem. Yeah, that's right. And they've obviously got into the, the top league this year. He was he was my consideration. I compared their averages, him and McIntyre, and McIntyre was always just a wee bit ahead on the on the runs. But yeah, Pete Drummond is a class, class keeper. Couldn't we come up with any other keepers that hadn't played for Scotland or <laughs> I'll come up with a keeper for you. You never let us he was you can't we can't just scrutinise the kid because, you know, I was going to pick him last week and uh, you said yeah. he's not really a West lad shaky. He's played at Watsonians for as for as long as you can remember. So the best gloveman in the East and he's a West boy <laughs> is Andy Hislop. But he's he's that guy. That's a fair shout. And to be fair, I didn't really think of him because I'd, I'd put him in my West team, but yeah, Jacket's class. I thought, to be fair, I thought Pete Ross, potentially, because he scored the weight of runs at Heretz as well. And then the boy Foster at Christophen, but again, probably not doing it as long, long enough in that league. So yeah. Um, I like Shaq. I did think about him, but because I'd said that last week, you're just going to say he's from the West, man. He's from the West. We can't not just take him in to consider the poor lad into consideration because he's got no 
no home now. Is it like? It's like. If, but you, your words last week were you can't pick him in the West. Shaky. He's played in the East for the last ten years. So if that was what you said, then I'm picking him this week for the East, and it's a matter of what you. Did. But I have to say, I don't really, I don't know much about your pick, Hoggy. But I do like uh, Liam's pick as well. I think Gav McIntyre is a good keeper, good, good cricketer. Uh, played a lot against him when it was the national, still the national leagues. So my, uh, for me, it would be between. Andy and Gavin McIntyre. I think Gavin McIntyre probably has scored more runs than Andy over the years, maybe. Maybe too, yeah. Going glove work. Going glove work. I like my man. I like my man Andy with the gloves. I'll always have him in my team because it's just the presence that he brings as well. He's he's, he's nuts and he just gets right in the opposition's face. I love that. Could we have him at six or would he have to bat low? I, had, I mean, I had Andy at seven, but, you could bat, but I'm pretty sure you could bat doesn't have to be a perfect order. He's definitely good enough to bat in a pretend cricket team. Andy has opened the batting for Clydesdale when we were in the National League and he you know, he's he scored runs. He was a good good you would have played against him back then, Augie. Um he's a good batter. I think I think going to what Sony is has not quite brought the best out of his batting. He's he's kind of folded away. He's had the odd score here and there, but I was looking forward because obviously Andy had come back to Clydesdale this year, and I was getting right in his ear and saying that this is you, this is your season. I want to see you back scoring runs, and he was he was absolutely <laughs> buzzing. To, I literally, I thought he was going to burst a vein in his head. He was buzzing to get back in the park. Um, so I know he's absolutely gutted that the cricket is uh, is not happening right now, but. Hopefully we'll lift his spirits and you boys will agree with me and you'll let Andy in this team. Yeah, definitely. The fact that he got mentioned last week by Liam as well and he's getting mentioned again this week. Andy Hislop is our number six. No complaints. So good to see so good to see a West boy getting in a <laughs> still owning it. Love it. To be fair, if he can not score runs in the East, I don't know how he'll manage in Cabbage Land like. <laughs> I still thankfully is one of the still okay decks. Fair. But yeah. The only reason you boys get all these amazing stats over there is because you've got all good decks. We bat on some nonsense up here. Liam, we've not really got a leg to stand on when we slate the West because I think our record against West teams for fourths is pretty poor. We either win in a close game, unless it's air, or get a hiding, or it pisses down. One of the three. It's never a yeah, yeah. It's never a. I hear you. I hear you. Nah, nah. Unless it's air, I think we've beat beat from here. Well, long may it continue, Augie. <laughs> right, boys. What are we going to do then? Because kind of need a net. We need to try and shoe on a batter in there. Yeah. Is there any more batter? Did you not put Andy at did you not put Andy at, did you not have another batter? Did you not have another batter either? I had an all rounder. Why don't you put your batter? I bet you've got the same all rounder as me, Hog. I just feel that we're picking too many players from our broth. <laughs> yeah, is what you say. Listen, good clock. Right, so I'll go, I'll go. I'll take seven. And I've got... So he played for Dice, an all-rounder. Mainly a bowling all-rounder, I'd say. He'd usually open the bowling. That's why he's so low down. But he's also a quality batter. And he he played a good few seasons regional cricket, class fielder. Probably just a little bit too old or maybe because of qualification or something. He might not have qualified. But um, he then went to Arbroath, done really well. Won the league, won the cup, I think, with Arbroath. So Elton Willemse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I played against him. In a regional game when the when the when the series started years ago, uh, I think it might have been Aberdeen. Uh, first time I come across him, and he looked like quite a quite a handy cricketer. So I've certainly got no. Is there any other all rounder that could challenge him? Or anyone else to throw in the hat? Not not really. I I had Elton as well. I did the maths on Elton, and and his I think he played five seasons, two no three dice, two at both, or maybe it was six, three and three. But he took a hundred nine wickets at sixteens. Wow. And I, like think about it, that's that's pretty impressive over a five season spell. Good going, good going. Yeah, he he made it in for me. Oh, do you know what? Actually, I should say I do have an all rounder as well, but I suppose he probably is a bit more of a bowler. But I've got Amon Bailwell. He he's my yeah. He's still to be 
He's coming in the mix. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd take Ammon at eight. I've got, that's, we may as well just move straight into it then. So I've got... Um, yeah, go for it. I've got wee mini, wee mini man. I'm a smallest, strongest man in the world I think I've ever seen. He looks like an absolute powerhouse. I'm unbelievable. He's my, he's my number eight. I remember he's got me out a couple of times. Um, first time I faced him, I was just underestimated him. Uh, I, I just thought, this guy's just five foot one and he's there to just get smashed. And he just did what... Every every nightmare every every nightmare for a left-handed batsman swung it late <laughs> and he snicked me off and I, I ate humble pie um, walking back into the hut. Very good. Looks like a, just a total athlete. Like looks really strong. Um, can bat as well. So Aman Bilawal is my number eight. He was my number eight as well. It was a toss up between him and Elton to go in at six. But I thought Elton's batting's a bit stronger than AB's. But AB he was a brilliant player and he he literally played every season I reckon since 2007 maybe. He was in the. I think. He maybe get married this summer because Andy Hislop had told me that he couldn't play a game um, one weekend and I was which I was which I'd give him dogs abuse for um <laughs> I said you want to win titles, but you want to take week- you want to take weekends off. Uh, and he said that it was because he was attending Aman Bilawal's wedding. Bilawal made mine. He was my seven. Uh, but I don't know if you remember Hog, but when he was like I twelve or thirteen, he was starting to get yeah I like recognition in the first team. Uh, ridiculous, like really talented sportsman too. Good at football, good at rugby, good at cricket. Really irritating little bugger. Yeah, just good. At, one of them that's just good at good at everything. Yeah, his stats at Force in the league were one hundred and forty-two wickets at eighteens, and he was averaging twenty-two with a bat. And that was over like you know a range of year, uh, years as a kid as well, working up. So yeah, no arguments there, Bill Wells. Definitely uh, picking that 11. I'm happy with that. Next one I've got, number nine, I've gone for the spinner. And I have gone for Harris Aslam. Absolutely not. Harris, young Harris. (laughs) Hoggy. I like like a leg spinner. Shaky, you'll have seen the game you were talking about where Clydesdale looked like they were home and hosed. And Aslam came on and took six... There you go, and that's where I, that's where I, Hoggy, if you pick, what was it you picked? If you got McNulty over Abzal, who I still would say head to head, Abzal, I, I rate, I, I think, I'd take Abzal. Both good bowlers, but I'd take Abzal. But I watched Harris Aslam win that game single-handedly that day, so I can only go off what, I, what I've seen. Shaky, that is the only time in about five years that that boy turned up, so... <laughs> Certainly as a bowler, anyway. All right. It's a bit like Sherry, are then? Yeah. I hear that, It's much easier as a bowler, trust me. My best figures. I've only ever got one Pfeiffer. It was against Warwickshire, and they were all caught at deep square. But everyone thinks, I oh, must have bowled well that day, Hoggy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Sherry, are. What, what are not? Not leg spinners, though, mate. Leg spinners, leg spinners get it so easy. If they bowl a double bouncer, everyone thinks, ah, oh, that happens. He's a leg spinner. I'm not. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Chest high for My spinner will blow your spinner out of the water. Liam's a, a connoisseur of fine left arm orthodox bowling, and I know it's another person from Arbroath, but this boy is a different level. But he's very quiet. He just goes about his business. He'll bowl you 10 overs for 10 overs for single figures if you want, but he just takes wickets for fun. Craig Ramsey. Yeah, I've got, you'll have seen him bowling that day as well uh, with the Scottish Cup final, shaky, but Rambo makes mine as well. Although I had Rambo in as a proper 11, I'd have him down there. He's been there for 
10 years. He's been the best spinner in the league for 10 years, bar maybe a couple of overseas players. But there's not been a better spinner in the East than him. Absolutely no chance. I won't argue that one, or I think you're, I think you're probably right. If, if I'm being honest, I haven't played against him much. I've played against Abroad a lot more nearer the National League's kind of time. I've only played against him very few and far between in, in recent years, so I, I've not played. But the, and, and honestly, my pick went off that day at Grange. Uh, sorry, that game between Grange and Clydesdale. I just thought, because you know when you actually think about it, none of you can bowl spin in the East. You've got no spinners. All the spinners are in the West. If you look at it, Magic Hack, Ross Lyons, uh, Monty Bitbow, um, Ali Rawlinson, that's four. The spin talent, the spin talent's all in the West. <laughs> Most of the talent's in the West, to be honest, but I don't understand why it's always everyone from Grange that gets picked. Oh, <laughs> Whoa, whoa. Do you know what? I went, I meant to mention that at the start. See, looking through all the scorecards and stuff, that National League. Zishan Bashir, five spinners. Looking at the scores, the West teams were so good. And do you know what? It's because the pros were quality. Like, I don't think the depth's there as much in the West, but the standard back then was, was different class for, like, pros. Like, you had the boy Corey Richard. You had, um, you had remember Cameron Sajid at Clydesdale? He was class. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my best, one of my, one of my best, one of my best. Best friends is Cameron Sajid. I, I still am very close friends with him. One of the better cricketers yeah. that I've played with. Guys like um, you boys had Wooden at, at, uh, at our broth. You would turn up to play uh, Grange. They had um, a New Zealander that, that season. Warren McSkimmon. Warren McSkimmon. You had Matthew Horn at Ayr. You had mm-hmm. Lloyd Reefer. You had you know Michael Dighton at Greenock. The standard has gone... The standard in Scottish cricket club cricket has gone to shit since the National League finished. <laughs> like, you know, there's, 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 there's nobody that can... T- Just because Aberdeen threw their toys out of the pram and said, oh, we don't want to travel from Aberdeen every other week. Whereas I miss I miss a trip to Aberdeen. I miss going up there and playing a game up in Aberdeen. But that's why... That's what my understanding was, why they got rid of it. Because Aberdeen just didn't want to keep travelling. But if they could bring back the National League... What's that? It definitely wasn't Aberdeen throwing the toys out the pram. I take that back then. Because there was only there was only two teams from the west left in a twelve team league or something. Dad. Shut up! Behave yourself. Uh, it was, mate. still we won the league two years in a row. Fergus Lee were runners up. Yeah. No, Fergus Lee got relegated. Hundred percent. Fergus Lee got relegated. The year we won the the, we, the year we won the national league, we beat Grange at Grange. I know well because I scored a match winning innings. <laughs> we beat Grange at Grange. Was that twenty eight? Not well done, shaky. 50 It's not even a paper 30 95 not out the, the week before The week before We had to beat Heriots 95 not out And then the week after We went from being 91 without loss Against Grange To 95 for 4 And I got 56 not out Harrison got 40 We beat the Grange Fergus Lee chased 280 at Carlton So if we hadn't have won Fergus Lee would have won the league So The West Charged down to Edinburgh that day Both teams hammered them and we came back with a trophy. And then we won the trophy the following year again. We won the trophy the following year again, pumping Heriots at Heriots to finish the season off. So you take that back. We should be all right. Between Uddingston, Fergusley, Clydesdale, plenty of good, plenty of teams in the West still made up that Premier National League. Yeah, never look at what I said. I just said the West was stronger than the East for a big spell there. But when it went to regional the year before, it's because there was no teams left. Trust me, that member. Really? I need to go and do. It. I need to go and check up on this because you, I'm not really. I need to check your facts because I've got my doubts about some of your facts. Anyway, back to our team. Rambo at nine. Happy. Rambo at nine. I did his five-year stats. 158 wickets for 17 a wicket, and that's the last five years. So what's that? 30, 31, 32 a season for five seasons. Different gravy. Right then. Time for the opening. Bo- time for the opening bowlers. 
Yeah. I struggled. I really struggled. Same, mate. I've got two fine young gentlemen. Ooh, youngins. Go on then, shit. Two lanky, fine young gentlemen. Ah. I have got Tyler Buckin and Ali Faruqi, both of which are captain for the Mm -hmm. new team. And both of which bowled me some quality sets. I think Tyler's played for the national team, Namibia away. Do you know what? You think? I remember there was. Oh. Yeah, he definitely went on a tour to. He went on a tour to Namibia because it was when I'd done my hit. I'll check it. I don't think. Can we check it? Can we check it? Now? He did. He might not have got. He might. He might have played in a non-cap game. So that doesn't. Then he, that doesn't. That, that doesn't count. But he definitely went on the tour. That's what I'm saying. He might have. It might have been like a Namibia eleven or something. Unless it was a fully capped game. He doesn't care. He, he, he qualifies for this team. Right, I'm happy with... Who was the first one? Ali Farouk. Ali Farouk. I like Ali Farouk because he gives it a bash and he's not one of these little dibbly-dobblers. He just hits it. He just hits sets. He's kind of like a bit similar probably to like uh, Jamie Carruthers, the way you You know that he's not got... You're not going to have a sleepless night if you're facing <laughs> Ali Farouk tomorrow, but he'll snick you, huh? He will. He'll just... He'll just... He'll just walk... He'll just... He'll hit a, he'll hit a 20 pence piece. He'll hit a 20 pence piece. And you'll just get bored of him, and you'll go to go at him, and you'll snick off. And he also played a team. I remember a spell in particular. I think it was down at Derbyshire, where I bowled him twenty over straight or something like that, and he went for next to nothing. See, you surprised? I think you're surprised. I'm just saying, if he's bowling seamers, he shouldn't be bowling twenty overs in a row. Well, we played for. We never really had much in the. We never had many options, Foggy, back then. We were a bit, bit light. When you're bringing Richie Barrington on after ten overs, that says all. <laughs> Mate, I've got Tyler. I've got Tyler in mind as well. Tyler was my number ten, and I just wrote next to his name. Eric's his spot. He's done it. He's been there, done it in that in that league over a number of years. He's also captained the league winning side, hasn't he? Brilliant, brilliant bowler. Yes, he has. Twenty fourteen. Uh, he also had a bit to say on Twitter about you. Cy Ferry and Slaney. He said we're just like Cy Ferry and Slaney. <laughs> Slaney's a bit harsh for you, Liam. But his, his time might come. But yeah, I reckon. I reckon. I, I do you? Did you have? Any... I did actually, and he's not a seamer. Did you have any names, Hoggy? It's Andy Wilson from Grange. Do you remember the? Oh, the chucker. Remember the, the off spinner? Big chucker. Yeah, he hoyed it. Oh, That's right. Yeah. Big chucker. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. played in that game and he... when we won the league that day. He played. He rags it big, but he does chuck it. Mate, I was about to say, he always looks like he's in pain, like his face. He's always got like a scowl on his face. Looks like he's taking a shite. So that day, when you won the league at Grange, his face would have been a picture. No, it was a picture. I tell you what, it was a picture. I always thought he was a he was a good bowler. I mean, I didn't I don't look at stats and like that, but I always just remember him as a as a very good spinner. And he was he was obviously ancient when we when we played. He must have been in his forties, but he was he was always a good player. Mm. Who else you got in Hog? You got to another bowler there. So I've got yeah my number eleven. So my number eleven is. I thought this is this is your gig. This is your gig, Seamers man. Fast bowler. Shaky. I, I decided. Right, I drew a line under Jamie Carruthers. <laughs> Never again. No no seamers who bowl 65 miles an hour and slower. So I did have one in, but he just he tipped me over the edge and I had to had to decide no. And I had I had Omar Ahmed from Carlton, but that's all we're speaking about. No more, no more. Because he bowls really slow, horrible things, takes a lot of wickets, but no. Number eleven, genuine. I take I take I take I take Ali Farouk over him. Right, no, no, you won't take Ali Farouk over the boy, I'm going to say. He was different gravy. He easily would have opened the bowling for Scotland for a good 10, 15 years. Serious bowler. But he just he didn't fancy it. He fell out of love with the game because he, he was oh, down I south. know who you're gonna say. Scotty Redhead. I know who you're gonna say. Scotty Redhead. Me. He he came. I thought Scott Redhead. Did he? What happened to him? Did he not get a bad injury? He was at Durham, and they offered him a like a development contract, mm-hmm. like a pro contract. He would have been on the staff. I think this is this is what the boys would tell me back in the day. And he was on Durham. Durham were Durham were keen on him. I remember him being down there. 
um, because we had him for a few eight. Yeah, definitely. We had him for a few eighteen games that he'd come up from Durham. So you're right, but good, good bowler. Sharp. He was sharp, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He had a bit. He had a bit. Steamed in. That's what I mean. That's that's who you need. You need boys who will run in for yeah. you and give you six, seven over spells, 100%. Not 20 over Ali Farouk spells, you know. Puffing them out. Keepers up to the stumps. He bowled well, didn't he, Hoggy, when we were out in the 18 Euros? He, that was the last time I played with him. He, he opened the bowling with your... He opened the yeah. bowling with... You, you, both of you opened the bowling. And I was... I mean, don't get me wrong. We had a serious attack that we took to that tournament in the first game. Um, what's his name? We Podger for Ireland, opening batsman. Sterling. Sterling. Sterling absolutely mashed us first game <laughs> Mate. and hit us back to reality. I reckon he's one of the best players I've ever played against, Sterling. Yeah, he's he's, he's the first time I played against him was at Miko Riggs. Of all places, we were playing a, an eighteen game against Ireland, and he came out. To he bat. must have been about fifteen or something. He was about fifteen at the time. I stole. It was a bit similar to Owen Morgan, to be honest. Played against Owen Morgan. For the first time when we were in Holland, when he was about 13, playing for the under-17s. And he kept, he kept, nobody could play Moni by that point. And he came out, he started hitting Moni for sixes. Just legged it and everyone was like, who the hell is this guy? But yeah, Sterling that game, um, he just kept hitting. I think he hit you, Hoggy, for a couple of straight sixes into the river that time in Holland. Did he hit you straight <laughs> every time? I'm still being, you had to fish them out. Aye. I had to fish yeah, them out, aye. Definitely. But, uh, he can bat, man. He's... Serious player. Just because you said that he's hit me for two sixes, I'll have to tell this story now. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Second over of a 2020 World Cup qualifier against Ireland, Paul Sterling. First ball, right? A ball, the 25-yarder from the umpire, cross seamer. What does he do? Schnicks it straight to first slip. Off your pop gun. <laughs> See you later. That was not what I was expecting. I was expecting uh, <laughs> I was expecting you to say something else that you got tonked, but take, you take that all day long. I did get tonked. The following, <laughs> the following 23 balls got absolutely sprayed around the Dubai <laughs> City Stadium, but it doesn't matter. The first one was quality. <laughs> Took it all day long. So, lad, well, that's a... No, no, no. No, 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 no. We can't stop there. Scotty Redhead is a quality bowler. He bought... No, we're picking him up. I'm sold on that. I'm sold. I, I... Tyler Buck and Scott, Tyler and Scotty. I had Tyler and Ali for out just kind of 10 11. Who do you have, Liam? Mate, you know me, I'm a man who likes to see balls being bowled slowly. So I, I did my maths and went into the <laughs> spinner's market again. And I wanted the right, I wanted the right arm spinner. And, and I compared Ryan Brown, Andy Brock, and Brock Ditchman. And the best was Brock Ditchman, 146 wickets at 16.8. So I would have picked him. However, if you want proper uh, two seamers, uh, uh, I'm uh, happy to play. Um, We've got Ramsey, who I think is a man that gives it some air, does that job. Um, Tyler Buckin and Scotty Redhead would have been would have been a serious. I, I, I like the East opening attack more than I like the. I think those two guys against the two West opening bowlers. Um, there's there's a bit of a difference in. And, and, and talent there I think those two guys are serious serious bowlers Tyler I love Tyler I, we went, I don't know if you were on that tour hockey when we went to Ireland for the Euros 18 Euros Tyler was sensational just shapes man everyone always said oh he didn't get a gig because he didn't have enough pace but I still think he should have got he should have got a goal um, so I'm, I'm easily I'm, I'm, I'm sold on that but you know what I was thinking I was thinking it would be a great would be a great idea at the back end of all of this all of this madness that we're going through at the moment and we're in lockdown. I reckon you could still get all of these guys in a park. <laughs> and I was thinking, I would coach the West, Hoggy would coach the East, 
and Liam would walk around talking to people about their stats all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be scorer, I'll score, right? I think we could have a charity charity match between the best of the East and the best of the West, non-cap players, last 15 years, and I reckon we could get all 11. I mean, there'll be some people that we'd need to track down, Scotty Redhead, for instance, but I'm sure with social media and everything else, we'd be, we'd be able to yeah. get a hold of them. And we should we should do something. We should play we should play a home and away fixture. Play one at Stag Park and play one at play one at Titwood. <laughs> Shaky, if you want to if you want to try that, by all means, fire away. Well, let's see let's see what happens. But it's you know we're we're getting a bit of love on people. Shaky, to be fair, at least you'd you'd be able to share a car hoggy, so you'd get yourself in there with Fraz, and then you could pick up uh, Rambo as well on the way down. And that's that'd be a nice three in the car. I'm not. I'm not convinced with this Fraz and uh, Hoggy relationship. I think um, it seems like this review tense. Oh, no, no, no. Now that Hoggy's got, it looks to me like Hoggy's gone back to our growth, and he's just like, I'm not playing with that guy in the changing room. I'm going to Carlton. That's it. I'm not playing with him. Fraser. If you're out there and you're listening, let's let's bring the brotherhood back together. Our growth isn't our growth without you at the club. I cannot believe to hear that you are no longer at our growth. You need to be getting in that car. You need to be putting some extra petrol in there and getting yourself down the road because. I couldn't imagine turning up to play against our broth without getting a, a mouthful of abuse from the Burnett brothers. <laughs> Calvin will give you plenty. <laughs> aye, Clive will sort you out. Calvin makes up for the both of them, to be honest. Calvin, aye. He's a good lad, Calvin. Never shy of a word. We need to get him on here one day. Definitely need to get him on. Definitely need to get him on. Let's have a look. Right, do you want to rattle them off? Yeah. What's, the, what's our order then? I'll give, you, I'll give you a 1 to 11. So, number one, Graham Garden. Number two, Michael Carson. Three, Fraz Burnett. Four, Nick Farrar. Five, Kev McLaren. Six, Andy Hislop. Seven, Elton Williams. Eight, Anand Bellwall. Nine, Craig Ramsey. Ten, Tyler Buchan. Eleven, Scott Redhead. That's your team. That's a bloody good team. That's a good team. That's a good opening of partnership. A man Bellwall's taking a new ball with Scotty Redhead. That's it. <laughs> Hooping them. Are well, you bringing Tyler on first change? Tyler's come on middle overs. Oh, interesting, interesting. I see your tactics already. Thanks for letting me know. I'll plan my, I'll plan things accordingly. I mean, I'm serious. I think we can make this happen. Boys, if you're out there, if you're listening and you've been named, please expect a SCU invitational, <laughs> invitational eleven. We'll call it the. Well, we need to think of. We need to think of the, the names of the team. But I'm happy to coach the West and my the Fawns over here. With the, the straight back hairdo, uh, Parker, Mr. Hoggy will coach the East, and Liam will be the stats man. <laughs> I'll be commentator. Yeah, uh, yeah, fair play, Hoggy. What would you have them turning up in? You got them in the pastry, the pastry boat shoes, and the chinos. I'd make, um, I'd make the Grange boys arrive in a pro star tracksuit. <laughs> oh, I hated, I hated those tracksuits, pro star. They were terrible. They had no shape. They had no shape to them at all. Would, the, would the, the Grange boys have to carry their own bags or would the, the little boys carry the bags in for them? <laughs> Listen, lads, smash that. Magic, Shaky. Cheers, Shaky. Thanks very much again, mate. Thank you, lads. You take care of yourselves and I'll you soon.